Riverside. With the sound of that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. It's the Fourth and One podcast, the worstest podcast on the interwebs, live from Linnitz in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. As always, it's your boy, Fancy Trash Can, sitting next to Captain Boring, both getting absolutely, we'll say the nice version of it, handled, bodied by al- by seasonal allergies, so we both sound like we have oh, tampons on oh, our bro, noses. This, this is an allergies. I think this is a full-blown, full-on, full-blown on, I don't know, cold that I have. I just had one six weeks ago, so what goes around comes around, goes around, comes around, goes back around. All right, Justin, calm down. It's 149 days until college football. Hey, look, he actually has it down this week. Yeah, I, no, I just pulled it up, actually. And then also spring football is going on right now as well. It's a bunch of spring games, including Michigan this Saturday, the 1st of April. Nice. Yeah. I'm, sna- I'm snacking on air right now. You're, you're snacking on air? You, Do- you know what? Everyone needs to snack from time to time. Did you did you see how much Bronny James is making in NIL? No, is it a lot? Well, why don't you guess? Five and a half million. Yeah. Oh, that that's uh that's decently close. Seven point two. That's ridiculous. You know the next closest person? It's some football player, I would assume. It is like a football Quinn player. Ewers or something like that. Someone uh, with a... uh, right school, wrong player. Right school, wrong player. Who's it? Oh, B. John Robinson. Nope. <laughs> I don't know then, actually. Arch Manning. Oh, duh. <laughs> Arch Man- So, LeBron James making 7.2. Arch Manning making $3.7. $4 million less than Bronny James. And do you know who number three is? Of course you don't, but... No. You, you'll never get it. Livy Dune. Really? The, the, that's Is that the LSU gymnast? G- gymnast, yes. She's making 3.4. She's the only female athlete in the top 10. Then Mickey Williams, uh, 3.3. Caleb Williams, which actually kind of shocked me. He's only making 2.6 as the USC quarterback out there in L.A. Travis Hunter, 1.7. Shadur Sanders, 1.5. So Colorado's got two. Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina, 1.5. Bo Nix, quarterback of Oregon, 1.5. And Hansel Emmanuel, I don't know who that is. I would assume he's a, he looks tall, so I'm going to go with basketball player, Uh, 1.4. Hansel Emmanuel is a basketball player. He plays for Northwestern State. So he's he, from the Dominican Republic. He's six six. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, this is just everyone's friendly reminder that people are getting paid way more. Eighteen year old kids are getting paid way more than you to do far less. Yeah, it's you, kind of sad. What are you snacking on? Um, it's some um, peanut butter chocolate trail mix that my oh. wife got me for my birthday nice that i forgot that i left up here a bunch of times I oh nice yeah no that that's a that's excellent stuff right there all right what do you want to get into i mean i don't know penn state's basketball coach the first time penn state has had a good basketball team in forever left to take a job at notre dame so they got vcu's basketball coach straightened up on that that was fun 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I have to stick it to my in-laws. Hold on. Okay. I gotta blow my nose. All right, you blow your nose. All right, sticking into my in-laws. Yep. So, for the like 18th year in a row, Penn State men's wrestling. <clears throat> I don't know if there's female wrestling. I'm assuming. Um, Penn State men's wrestling won the national championship again. Oh, okay. Um, so good, Penn State. Good job, guys. You're good yep. at something at least. Um, it's nothing important. But, but guess who was named the wrestler of the year in the NCAA? Their heavyweight wrestler. You're close because you got the same notification I did. It's the Pens. It's the Michigan heavyweight. All right. <laughs> who won the heavyweight? Um, oh, he beat him in the heavyweight class, and then in at no, nationals, he went un, he went unbeaten, and then won wow. the big and, and won nationals. So, uh, yeah, just had to stick it because you know Penn State can't have nice things ever. So, um, why don't we get into some springtime college football team questions? How about that? Good. Um, there is an interesting article here that the. There's a hearing today, it looks like, um, about the NIL chaos that's going on in college sports. Yeah. Well, did you see that sports... The subcommittee, the chairman of the subcommittee on innovation, data, and commerce. Did you see that, co- that uh, colleges and sports betting partnerships are now prohibited? No, so I, I guess, not. like, the University of Colorado and one other university, they had, like, promotions with certain online <laughs> sports gambling for, like, free bets or risk-free risk, risk bets. Um, and now that is deemed uh, inappropriate, and so that's not allowed to happen. Is that an uh, NCAA rule or, an, like, a law? No, I think it's an NCAA rule, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Well, which is good because it's at least some form of regulation. I mean, they're still not regulating the right things or in the right direction. Or, I mean, this is in the right direction, but at least they're not letting college. I mean, as soon as you let, as soon as you partner with a sports betting app or website or whatever, that's a slippery slope because now we're we're one step away from fixing games now. So yes. Here's a very interesting point. Remember what my call was, Micaiah, about NIL? Maybe uh, this was three months ago. What, in 18 months that it'll be business? No. The NCAA is either going to go one or two ways. They will either be employed as employees or they're going to go back to normal. Yeah. And it looks like they're employees. Apparently, there is, I didn't know this, there was a lawsuit being heard in our state and one of the people who commi- who was uh, who was on the committee today uh-huh. down in Washington is the Patriot League commissioner. The Patriot League, and I have to double check this. That's that like is- Lee. That's like Lehigh and um, yes, uh, Bucknell and all them, right? It is Lehigh, Lafayette, Bucknell, Army, Holy Cross, Boston University, Colgate, Leola, Virginia. American University and Navy, um, obviously. In what, in what sport? Basketball? In, uh, in other sports besides football. Okay. Um, University of. Yeah, there are some. There are some other ones, um, as well. I'm just trying to see. 
Yeah, American Army, Boston, Leola, and Navy do not play football, FCS football for them. So um, Georgetown and him. Anyway, it does not matter. So she's the – so it's in a, it's a Pennsylvania-based conference. Okay. The Patriot League is. Yep. The lawsuit is by the National Labor Relations Board. Labor Relations Board that would, <coughs> if passed, would make college – D1 athletes be treated as employee, and they would have to be paid at least federal minimum wage, which is currently seven twenty-five an hour. I believe it hasn't gone up. <clears throat> and most likely, you know, it would unionize them and most likely do anything. So, when it, I'm right... It, 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 I, mean, <laughs> I mean, congratulations for you being right, but I mean, that's... A possibly steep... being right. That, that's a, being that's right. a steep slope to me because as soon as you do – I think as soon as you make them, then colleges, as you said, are going to have to separate the sports from the academics because now they're no longer for profit. Either that or, or the government's going to do something real fishy and make it uh, – and they're going to find loopholes for these colleges. I mean, yeah, I, I think – at the end of the day, it's going to morph into something a lot like, I, I hate to bring this up, but it's been around for 250 plus years, odd years, is the, bat, uh, soccer in or football in, in England, where you had a bunch of teams that just got put money into, and so it turned out to be, you know, the Man Cities, the Chelsea's, Man United's, that sort of stuff. Then you had a bunch of teams, these were just guys playing in the in 1880. Out on Sunday after church, they were just playing. They wore the same matching uniforms and did weir weird things. And that's probably what's going to turn into is some of them, like the Ivy League is a great example, will just continue to have college athletics, but no money involved, the least amount of money possible involved in college athletics for them, or places like the Patriot League or Division Three schools. You know, that have the least money possible. People just doing it for the love of the game. And then you're going to have the Michigan Wolverines football team who brings in 100000 every month and brings in $100 million every year, you know, sort of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a storyline that obviously on this podcast will keep you all uh, apprised and abreast of. I don't even know if that's a word or if I just it made is. up a word. No, okay. you, you actually used it in the correct contest all as right, well. All right, great. Well, I didn't know what Illustrated, what illustrated was, so uh, it's hit or miss. Um, let, let's talk some spring football because I just yeah. typed in some sp top spring football storylines, and this was SEC spring football. Is anyone's seat hotter in college football than Jimbo Fisher's? <laughs> okay, well, I would have to look. The answer to your question is yes. Um, No. In the SEC, no. In college football, maybe. I think he's the hot. He's he's one of the hottest seats. He's at least top three. Who who would be hotter than him? So he just had a now. Granted, I've been making this argument to all the Texas A and M people that I know. When you have the best overall recruiting class, which he did, those players are not going to produce for two to three years. So those players will only now start getting on the field this year. He went five and seven last year. They're paying him $10 million. It's all guaranteed. So some booster is going to have to shell out a whole 
heck of a lot of money if they want to run him out of town. But you went 5-7. and seven, You missed a bowl game. Now you do have Anaya Smith coming back, your wide receiver. But you have to figure out the quarterback position in and that is a position for Jimbo Fisher that he historically has been the whisperer of. You know, he had Jameis at Florida State. He had some other quarterbacks where his offense just makes things better. Now, I do think he is giving up play calling duties. Uh, he Bobby, that's right. Bobby Petrino is going to yeah. come in as the offensive coordinator. So. That should make this offense more exciting. My fear is is that they're going to go eight and five and then run him out of town. And I don't think you go from five and seven to twelve and one or eleven and one or ten and two like that. What was the record last year? I forget. Five and seven. If you were paying attention to anything I just said, I, I was looking up their rankings and their transfer rankings. You know, twenty four seven does both now. They do their right. transfer rankings on the recruiting rankings for every four star that left in the transfer window. Most they haven't had a four star leave this year. They've actually yep. brought in a four star this year. I'm looking right now. Um, from oh no, he transferred out. Sorry, they did well, not they bring did bring in, in a they corner, lost... Tony Grimes from North Carolina. Yeah, they lost. Sorry, they lost another four star who went to USC of all places. That's what I was found funny. Anthony Lucas, a defensive lineman. But this, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. This kind of feels like it for Jimbo Fisher. He so, either pulls off a miraculous ten and two season and beats Alabama. He has. I think he has to. He has to show something. I don't think a ten and two season is going to do it for you. He, you think, have to you have to be Bama, and you almost have to be like a like an, be, like an LSU, where if you lose an early game and then you win a bunch of games and then you beat Bama, people forget, and then you kind of fall off at the end and you don't finish. But I feel like he has to beat Alabama. Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, ha- I think you. I think that's the biggest splash you can make is Alabama, and I think on top of that. I think it has to feel a lot like Alabama did last year where you were kind of going, well, should they be in the playoff with two losses? Should that be the first two-loss playoff team? Well, should we speak- put them in over TCU? Sort of that That has to be the question. Well, I speaking like. of, I feel like if he doesn't beat Alabama this year, the boosters are going to have a problem because let's, let's just flip over to Alabama. Two new coordinators. Offense, yep. Tommy Reese is coming down from Notre Dame. Kevin Steele, he, this is his third stint under Alabama. Um, he's breaking in a new quarterback because Bryce Young is gone. Will Anderson is gone. Their lack of explosive wide receivers was a problem for them last year that Bryce Young covered up very heavily. And that, and they've had explosive wide receivers for the better part of a half decade. And last year was the, was really when it showed. So, if you can't beat Alabama, who's breaking in a new starting quarterback, who necessarily doesn't have the explosive playmakers on the outside, um, Jamar Gibbs was a transfer in from Georgia Tech, and uh, he left for the NFL draft. So you're breaking in a new running back, new defensive end, uh, new quarterback, and you're still bringing along your skill positions. If you're a and this is probably your best shot, I would say. Well, as far as Alabama goes, but you have to remember, this is my question, right? And this kind of goes to show you, who has the most upside of those second-tier SEC teams, right? 
Because first, tier one, S tier for the kids. Tier one is Alabama, Georgia. I think Georgia has proven themselves into that first tier of college football. But would top. But would you even put Alabama there? I wouldn't put Alabama there. I, I, I would put Alabama the same way I would put New England two years post Tom Brady. You put them there, even though they're not playing like it right now, because they've been there. The year after that, nah, you're not top flight anymore. So if if I, but I feel like that was last year. You you would do that, but weren't they in the national championship the year before that, Micaiah? Yeah, they won it the year before that. How are you going to kick them out a year after they won the national championship? Wait, I do I have no, to really no, pull jo- this no, up? No, Georgia won. No, Georgia beat them in the national. They yeah, were in the national. But they were in the national championship, and yeah. they won it the year prior. And I did so pick them last ago, year to finish undefeated and be the national. You picked them champion. last year to you 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 picked them to steamroll every human being All in right. front of them. So 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 if you're looking for the second tier teams, who has the most upside? Because the question is, can you not beat Alabama? We know how to beat Alabama. Georgia's done it now. Georgia's handled that. Who did they lose to? Georgia and LSU? Uh, uh, Tennessee and LSU. Tennessee and LSU. Speaking we of. We can do it. But I, th- but I think the answer is right there for your second tier is, is LSU right there. Jaden Daniels is coming back a quarterback. Yep. Uh, the transfer from, they played true freshman Emory Jones. Uh, so they're going to have more depth along the offensive line. He wants to run the ball. They have LSU was wiped out, which makes they have a Texas A&M transfer, Denver Harris, key addition, Syracuse transfer, uh, Darian Chestnut, and Ohio State transfer, J.K. Johnson to the secondary. So that defense is going to be even more helped out. I'm waiting. I'm honestly waiting for Arkansas to kind of pop off. Uh, this would be their year with fifth-year senior K.J. Jefferson at quarterback coming back, but. Arkansas's problem has been their defense. Arkansas's problem has been that they're Arkansas. Jerry Jones should go spend money on Arkansas. He'll have a better, uh, I think Jerry, have a, I think Jerry have, Jones spends a pretty penny on Arkansas. He'll, he'll have a better time winning than with the Cowboys. So, But I think that the answer right there is LSU. I would also watch out for Auburn. If you remember, Hugh Freeze so, came over from Hugh Liberty. But it's Hugh Freeze, dude. But it's he beat, Hugh Freeze. He beat, he's the only coach. Hugh Freeze is the only coach in the last decade to beat Saban in back-to-back years. Yeah, great. So you're going to go 6-7 and seven or 7-6 seven and six with a win against Alabama. I, I, but he needs, that he needs Albert, three but, years but to turn that program you, around. You and me, we argued for the head coach. Um, uh, what, uh, Drew, Billy Napier? No, uh, the old Auburn head coach. What was it? Scott Henson? No, that's no, the take out the Literally last year's head yeah. coach? Yeah. It starts with an S. You're Listen, right about that. Auburn was a lot better than people give them credit. Those games that they all lost last year were very close. So I think if you just bring Freeze in, who knows the SEC, he's got a high kind of prolific style offense, kind of uh, pass the ball around. Brian and kind Harson. Of, Brian Harson, thank you. He was Brian Harson wasn't a terrible coach. Hugh Freeze though is a better is more of an SEC quote unquote coach than Brian Harson. So ha- I think listen, I'm not saying he's going to win the SEC West or even the SEC, but I think that an 8 and 4 season is not off the table with a win against Bama or win a, he's got to beat someone in the West. 
You got to beat LSU. You got to beat Arkansas. Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Texas A&M. I think he wins two out of those five games. One, two, three, four, five. I, I, he, he wins two out of those six games. All right, we're here anyway. Let's look at Auburn's twenty twenty three. I gotta get a tissue. You, you yeah, you're that. good. All right, Auburn's twenty twenty three football schedule. Makai's not here to hear this, so. They start out with UMass. That's a win. Auburn. They start out with cupcakes. UMass, Cal, Samford. Not Stanford, Samford. UMass, Cal, Samford. So 3-0 and going into <clears throat> week number four or three, however you want to look at it, against Texas A&M. We're going to find out real soon with Auburn how good Hugh Freeze is. I- I'm sorry. After... I missed the beginning of that. What okay. was his first? Uh, what was UMass, out of conference? Cal, and Samford. So that Not should Stanford, be Samford. So that should be win, win, win. Correct. Then you're going to find out exactly how good he is because he has A and M, Georgia, LSU. See, but I think he gets one. I think he gets one, if not two, of those. Statistically, he has to get one of those. The question is, can he get two of them? Right. Well, I don't think he's getting Georgia. So. I think that week number three game, Auburn versus Texas A&M, that's going to be, or four, whatever you want to call it, Yeah, that's going to be the question. If he can beat Texas A&M, that lets you know Jimbo Fisher's fired. He might be fired the week after that. If he loses the game to Auburn, yeah, he might be fired the week after that. No, that that's a good point. That that, that might be Jimbo's like last that, game. Yeah. yeah. And... and which makes me think, yes, he has the hottest seat. To answer your question earlier, he has the hottest seat in college football right now. And then he has Georgia. I don't – can Georgia retool? Is, is Stetson Bennett's not there anymore, right? Or does he right. have one more year? Right, yeah. So Stetson Bennett, he was Walkhorn. So they're either going to go to Carson Beck, who's a redshirt junior, or redshirt sophomore Brock Vandegrift. So do they have the post-captain hangover? That's the question. That's a good way to put – point that because the talent's always going to be there, right? It's just whether or not the leadership's going to be there. The question is not the talent for Georgia. So I don't think, I think, I think you're right. I like LSU in the SEC West this year. I think them going back to back is not, is not a four. It's not, it's not a leap in judgment. It's not a foregone conclusion either, but that's because you look at the SEC West which I'm looking at here. Sorry, I have a pull. It's up here. very winnable, especially with Bama replacing a Heisman Trophy winner, a Heisman Trophy finalist they always in, in Bryce Young, people. Will Anderson. But again, my problem is is that last year I felt like Alabama was trying to play an air raid system with the offensive personnel to of Michigan, which is to line it up and and run the ball down your throat. So who who did they put, bring in again at, at offensive coordinator? Tommy Reese, which at Notre Dame, that's what he wants to do. So now I'm thinking that that Nick Saban is like, we don't have the explosive weapons on the outside, so we got to go back to running the football. But I think he's a year too late. The time to do that was with Jameer Gibbs last year, and now you're going to have a brand in, new running back. He brought in nine five-star recruits, Makai. I under I understand four stars. I understand that Alabama retool and reload. Five star running back, but the leadership is five gone. star wide receiver. Leadership five star is gone. Q- four star QB. I, but is it because 
the players were never the leadership on that team. The players have never been leadership. But in recent years, it, it has been. Let's go back. In recent years, you had Jalen Hurts. You had Tua. You had Bryce. You had Will Anderson. You had Jordan Battle in the secondary. Yeah, but you don't know who's going to step up on the on the defense. No, side. you're right. You're right. I don't. But what I'm saying is the offensive leadership. Am I? Are you to tell me, and I'm to trust that a brand new quarterback, running back, and group of wide receivers are going to bring in the leadership on offense to make sure that this thing. When it's not headed in the right direction, veers it back on. Because let's not forget, Tommy Reese is a is a disciple of Brian Kelly. And we saw this last year with Marcus Freeman. When things weren't going well for Notre Dame, he was screaming and he was blue in the face. And that was uh that's a Brian Kelly thing. Now he's since kind of backed off of that. But Tommy Reese like I, I just feel like in this age of player empowerment. If you start yelling at these five stars, you're going to weed out a lot of the bad ones, which is fine, which helps build and and strengthen your program, but that doesn't yeah. help you this year. It'll help you next year and the year after, but it doesn't help you this I, year. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Alabama's going to lose. If they go 10-2 and two again this season, it won't surprise me. What do you think Alabama's – let's look at Alabama. But I really like your LSU pick. I think LSU is very – listen, they were a win away uh, last year against A&M for making the – well, no, they did make the um, the SEC championship game. But they were – if they hadn't had lost to uh, A&M in their final regular season game, they would have had a shot at the playoff had they beaten Georgia, which Georgia just m- mauled them in the SEC. I'm seeing if I can't get a uh... – an over under. I think it's going to be about ten games again for Alabama. I, if I if I'm going to put it on it, it's going to be another ten games. It's probably going to be ten point five, which is what it was last year. How? So can they win eleven eleven games? No, I think I think they're ten and two again. I agree with you. I don't. Well, who's I, on their schedule? Do Do you have that up? They're either going to be ten and two or they're going to go thirteen and zero. I'm I'm pulling it up. The sleeper in the East for me, I think, is Florida. I know that they just lost Anthony Richardson, who's shooting up draft boards with what he did at the combine. Uh, so Alabama's. So, so here we go. Go ahead. Yeah, I was uh, 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 Middle Tennessee, Win. Texas again at home this time though. I'm gonna go loss. Well, we know. I was just thinking about this yesterday. I think it was yesterday, even. Had Quinn Ewers not get not yes. gotten injured, that was 100%. a win for Texas. Hundred percent. Bryce Young had to bail them out. I mean, we were driving up to the Michigan game, and and they were a punt away from giving the ball back to Texas, except and losing the game. And then Bryce Young on a third down play scrambled and got a first down. They kicked a field goal and they won the game. Did. Is is Arch Manning eligible this year, or is he coming yes. next year? and he's going to compete with Quinn Ewers at immediately. quarterback. Immediately. Yeah. Well, that's and here's the deal. The name does. Here's, here's the yeah. Here's the issue with we'll get to Texas later. South Florida. That's their three non-conference at the beginning. 
Then Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas. They play Chattanooga as their cupcake division. They finish with Auburn. Uh, I missed a few other ones in there, like so, Kentucky LSU. So, I, I think that they there's a real possibility they lose to Texas. Yeah. Because I think Texas is finally going to... One of these one of these years, I'm going to say Texas is going to be a grown up, and they're actually going to prove me right. So I think that this is the year Texas is actually going to be a grown up and actually going to win some games. The only reason that Texas might lose this game is because it's not at home. But they have all their most of their big games at home. They have Old Miss at home. They have Arkansas and Tennessee at home, and LSU at home. Those Except are three. Look who, look those, who they're at. <clears throat> You're missing a big, huge away game there. I understand that they're assuming at, their head coach isn't fired by then. But that's the thing. I'm not trusting A and M to beat Bama. Except that's the last person to beat them away. It's in College Station. That's when they lost. The last so person to beat them away was Tennessee. They did not. Well, yeah, and LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. I do. So yeah, that, I don't that's know. I that's a four week stretch for Alabama where we're going to learn out whether they're going to go ten and two. Or they're going to go eleven and one because they have a And M on the road. Then it's three home games against good quality, tough opponents. Arkansas, Tennessee, Tennessee is going to come in there all liquored up and just ready to rumble again. You can't tell me that this Tennessee high flying offense under um, that was under Hendon Hooker and now has the Michigan transfer Joe Milton that is going to be anything less than thirty three points a game. Sure. Sure. I'm wondering, so Mississippi State was third last year, since we're talking about SEC West, before we move over to the Mississippi East. Mississippi State, I'm, though, Mike Leach passed away, RIP, big man, and they hired a defensive coordinator, so I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't like it either. So, Ole Miss was four. Then Arkansas. No, then I, Auburn, I, sorry, you're, are you expecting Auburn and Texas A&M? They have to jump. They have to be in three and four. And then you're looking at Alabama going, huh. Listen, on paper, on paper, here are the lo- the the potential losses to me for Alabama. Yeah. yeah. It's Texas in week two, Old Miss in week four, Arkansas in week seven, Tennessee and LSU. Kentucky, like Auburn, again, rebuilding again 8-4. and four. I think it'll be an interesting game with Auburn to finish the season. But Tennessee has all the confidence in the world. Arkansas always plays with this confidence and has a fifth-year senior as starting quarterback. And then LSU, Simeon, I'm with you. I think they're my pick to win the West. So I... I, I would it shock? Would it shock me if if we got to the end of the season and Alabama was eight and four? No, because that schedule's really rough and everything I just laid out previously with the new quarterback, running back, and group of wide receivers and that schedule. But would it also shock me if they go eleven and one with their only loss to I don't know, pick someone, a Texas, a, a Texas A and M, Mississippi State? You know, they trip up somewhere along just the way. A, a coin, a, a, a Kentucky. Also, no. But I, I, I do think that this is the start of the decline of Alabama football. At least when they had to rebuild in the past, they were still the best team in their conference. They're no longer the best team in their conference. That's the issue. That's, that's the main issue. That, and that's your only point, really, that you should be. They're no longer the best team in their conference, let alone their division. 
All right. Well, then let's keep that in mind when when we preview these conferences kind of over we'll the summer. Don't worry. We'll forget. Uh, let's move on to the question mark I have in the East because we're on the SEC. We might as well stay there. Yeah. Well, let's just finish out the podcast here. Sure. Uh, you're going to do. Okay. So Georgia is Georgia four gone. 15 game win streak, by the way, Georgia yep. has. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia, Tennessee, who lost their main wide receiver, right? They still have Hendon Hooker at quarterback, but they lost. No, them. Hendon Hooker left for the draft. They have Joe Milton now. Okay. They also lost Jalen Hyatt. Why do I know that near? He, what, he started the 2020 season for Michigan. That's right. Oh, yeah, I really liked Before him. Before Cade McNamara took his job. Yeah. And then before JJ took his job, that could go sideways south for them. Okay, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna assume ten, Tennessee's going back to like six and seven. <laughs> I don't think so, but I do think that they take. Listen, it was magical last year what they did, and they pulled off some really close wins. Yeah, and they play the the like they blew out LSU. LSU was just coming off of a few losses, and Simeon, I think we were doing the live stream that day. And, and like, the opening kickoff, it, like, bounced off a player, and it was a fumble, and it was just all downhill from there. And once Tennessee jumps on you, they, they really don't. But I think it's a 9-3 and three season for Tennessee. A 9-3, and 8-4. I, I think that's fair. But um, who's your surprise team in the East? South Carolina. Dude, I was just about to say that. With the way they so, finished the season last year, and Shane Beamer, the- yep. Here's the issue. First of all, they got the right coach. They got the right quarterback. Shout out to Spencer Rattler for re- for re- yeah. bouncing back and rebranding. Yeah, absolutely. They start off with North Carolina, neutral in Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. They hit Furman up at home. Now, they play their rivalry game, the South Carolina rivalry game at the end of the year. Against Clemson. So they start immediately... Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida. Those are their first four conference games. They have a very hard record. Then Missouri, Texas A&M, assuming their head coach still has a job. Then they get the rest. Then they get Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Kentucky is a question mark for me. I don't think they're going to bounce back. And then they hit Clemson, who's going to be – they're probably going to bounce back. There's no way they're not. The way oh, they Clem- finished the season Clemson last year. Clemson under Cade Klubnik, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, the way they finished the season last year, that's going to be a nasty game. Let's say somehow, some way, there's no way that they don't. I think they pick up one or two L's. We'll see how good of a coach Shane Bieber is. I think at the end of the day, yeah, that's what's gonna. That's what's gonna. If they somehow do not pick up two L's, I think Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Texas A and M. I I don't think they're winning the Georgia game. But if somehow they beat all of those teams and you get down to Clemson, yeah, and you're looking, and I know, duh, Simeon, you're about to say this, but you're looking at a best, worst, to first sort of team. I, I, I think you're right, but I think, I it, think all, going I, to. it all it all hinges on what version of Spencer Rattler are we going to get. 100%. Because if How Spencer, is he maturing this year? Because if Spencer Rattler is going to be the five-star Oklahoma freshman year Spencer Rattler, great, wonderful. South Carolina is going to be in a lot of these games, and they might only lose one or two games, as Simeon said. Again, I don't think that they get Georgia. Tennessee's interesting and coin flip with all the rest of them. But if we're going to get 
Spencer Rattler from the first half of South Carolina's season last year or when he got outplayed by Caleb Williams and then benched for Caleb Williams in his sophomore season, then they're eight and four. Or, or, or seven and five. I think he I think no, I think he's a true senior. So so I South Carolina is a dark horse, but it's all gonna depend on the right Redshirt all, Jr. Redshirt Jr. It's all gonna depend on the right arm of Spencer Rattler. Do you want to hear what his major is? Sorry, I just looked it up. I don't know how they have this information, but they have this information. What? This is my favorite. Do you want to see what the most majoring in college football? Public relations? Interdisciplinary studies. Oh, which means what? You're taking enough credits to technically be okay, enrolled great. at the school. Great. Just real quick, can we talk about Georgia's schedule? We're gonna hear it all year, all year next year. How Michigan's schedule is weak. Here, here's Georgia's schedule: UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB. Those are all at home. Then they're at Auburn, home Kentucky, at Vanderbilt, who is just right now the doormat of the SEC football program. Then they're home against Florida, Missouri, Old Miss, at Tennessee, and at Georgia Tech. Who Georgia Tech's been the walking mat of the ACC. So what exactly am I, is Georgia supposed to be scared of breaking in a whole new? Tennessee, okay, they don't have them until the end of the year. Florida's at home. They're at Auburn, which that Hugh Freeze might be able to get them there. Who is exactly on their schedule that's scaring you besides Tennessee, Florida, and Auburn? No one. No. So I that's just want, the, pe- I just want people when they're... When they're digging on Michigan's schedule, and listen, it's weak. But for me, that's what I want. I kind of want a weaker out of non-conference schedule. Guys, Easter- it's what Alabama's doing. Alabama has the same is has the same exact schedule. But Alabama's as- actually getting tougher. Yeah, but they're like getting, at least they're, they're playing they picked Texas. Up Texas. They picked up Texas. Let's look at OSU's twenty-three football schedule, okay? Because I guarantee you, for the love of all things, I will. I watched those highlights again from. Uh, the game from 2022. They picked up Notre Dame, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations. They're playing the Penguins of Youngtown State and Western Kentucky. And Notre Dame on the road. And Notre Dame in South Bend, which they should hand. They just picked up another five-star, the second best player recruit. It's for next year's recruiting class, but they just picked them up again. Michigan got the number one overall quarterback in that class, though. Yeah, I know. Because they don't have enough quarterbacks. Um, Dear Lord. Well, clearly you can never have too much, right? Yeah, I think... I think... Don't be surprised if it's like Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. Georgia, South Carolina, Florida. Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky. Georgia, Tennessee. Sorry, not Kentucky. Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina. But you think it's Georgia. It's hard not to be. With that, with that schedule and the last sixteen games of momentum, sixteen 15. technically sixteen because they won the national championship. Well, seventeen because they won the semifinal, they won the national championship, and then went under and then went undefeated. It's hard to beat that unless they come out and just lay an egg against one of these teams. But that, but. <sighs> South Carolina could then get them early. That's what I'm sure. saying. Like if, sure. if one of these teams is going to have to get them early before they're before the train gets rolling. I also think Florida is going to be very interesting this year. 
I don't think that they'll necessarily compete for a natty or even a conference title, but I think Florida is very They're interesting. They're in the right direction. Right. They have Graham, uh, the Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, which I don't think that that's going to work out at all. He'll compete with Jack Miller, who... Um, this is for their their quarterback. Who is an Ohio State transfer? So you have a Wisconsin, you have a two Big Ten quarterbacks competing to play in the SEC. I just don't think that's going to go very well for them long term. Hey, remember this is the first year that the Big Twelve has an expanded roster. This is the only year that the Big Twelve is actually going to have. Like no, I think teams. it's going to be next year too because I don't. Did Texas and Oklahoma get the early out? I don't think they got the early out. That sounds like a next pod problem when we cover the Big Twelve. Yeah. So, this is Texas' schedule, mind you. Okay. Assuming Kansas can be as good as Kansas was last year. That's a question mark. I, I think Kansas is a seven-win football team. Sure. Why not? They have Rice. Yeah. Alabama, Wyoming. Okay, so they're 2-1 two and, two and one or 3-0 and oh at best. Yeah. Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, Houston, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. So, um... Yeah, it's not like they have. I feel bad for Sark because he could beat Bama and then trip up twice as he did last year in conference play to to one of these teams. Fairly, it's not like I don't blame him last year. I I mean, listen, Houston's gonna under Dana Holgerson. Houston's gonna put up a buttload of points, and Texas just has this knack on a random Saturday afternoon in a game on ESPN two that no one's watching to allow forty nine points and turn the ball over five times. So it, that wouldn't surprise me at all. They're playing two of the new schools who have nothing to lose, who have nothing well, granted, to, they, nothing they to lose, B- everything to gain. Yeah, everything to gain. Granted, they get BYU at home. They get Houston on the road. They get Houston well, on the road. Well, circle that game. My goodness. But then they also get they're also at TCU, who yes is rebuilding. But no, they only lost their they only lost their wide receiver, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Bijan. Wasn't Bijan on Texas? Yeah, Bijan was Texas. No, no, I said TCU only lost their wide receiver. They oh no, they lost back, Max. Right? No, the, TCU basically lost their whole squad. Oh, so we're gonna see how they do. No, but, I, no, I think TCU's like a 75. And Iowa State still has, what is it, Matt Campbell, their coach? Yeah. I mean, Iowa State's going to be. Talk about a dude who he either needs to sh- put up or shut up. There's a, hey, there's your second, first or second race hot, hot seat in NCAA. But I don't Matt think Campbell, so Iowa because State. Iowa State was. So, what did Iowa, he do last year? Iowa State was Kansas. He has to win six games and make a bowl game and that's it. That's all he's got to do yeah, at Iowa State. He had the magical COVID season, and everybody was like, oh, he's going to replace Jim Harbaugh. And then he goes and lays an egg last year. Okay, well, you were the one calling for him to replace Jim Harbaugh. So. I was. I'm not going to. Well, I'm also, gonna... he had a new quarterback. Like, Brock Purdy wasn't on the team last year. He didn't have the. Big cock Brock. <laughs> Listen, as we get into the summer months and we start previewing these conferences. There are a lot of interesting storylines that are about to go down. I mean, I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at the list. Will a new the ACC com- is boring per usual. Um just in case anybody cared besides Miami and Clemson, but that's normally how it goes. Uh no, here here's what's going to happen in Miami. They're going to roll in. They're going to go 
Uh, click on Miami's schedule and tell me what the uh, fourth game of the year is Okay. for them. Just real quick. Miami. 23 football schedule. Miami, Florida, 23 football schedule. All right, read it off to me. <clears throat> what the heck? Hold on. All right. Sorry, uh, the links aren't working. So funny enough, they're playing the other Miami. Of Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dear Lord. You know who the fourth game is? Who? Temple. Uh, okay, well, re- read if off their... Dro- read yeah, off no, their here's schedule. the thing. Miami, Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, Blue, Balloon Cookman. Okay. Temple, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Clemson. Okay, stop it. Okay, so North Carolina and Clemson. Here's what's going to happen with Miami. They're going to beat Tech. Is Texas A&M on the road or at home? At home. Okay, they're going to beat Texas A&M, which puts Jimbo. It, it per- turns his immediately per- in the hot seat. Yeah. Immediately on the hot seat. They're going to beat Texas A&M. They're going to win the other games by an average of 27 points, and they're going to run the ball down their throat. Is North Carolina at home or on the road? North Carolina is at North Carolina. They're going to walk into North Carolina at, on national television, Saturday night football, mark my words, and lay a giant egg. Then they're going to go to Clemson. Home. Ho- then Clemson's going to stroll, walk in there, right? Clemson might have a rocky start, but Clemson's going to stroll in there and kick their ass. That's how it's going to go. Everyone's going to be so high so high on them that they're they're going to get like a four-point win over A&M or something in a hard-fought game. They're going to stroll in Saturday night football against North Carolina and lay a giant egg on national television. And then Clemson the next week is going to kick their ass. That's exactly how it's going to go. Every he's calling, year. He's calling it now. By the way, you want to talk about someone with a cupcake schedule? No. Oh. First four games. Duke, Charleston Southern, UFA, FAU, sorry, Florida State. Wait, who is that? Yes. Uh, Clemson. Yeah. Listen, Florida State's my sleeper in the ACC. What? Yeah. What did they finish last year? Um, They finished really well. Their overall record wasn't wasn't great, but they finished really, really well. Five and three, ten and three overall. How do I not remember that? And George, because of where their losses came from. <laughs> so they beat LSU, and then they would lose random. They went on a three-game losing streak, I think. Right? Uh, probably. I think they went on a three-game losing streak, and then they rebounded and won out the rest of the way. So their first three games, they start with LSU. Week one of college football, 9-3, they start with LSU. Where? At, luckily in Tallahassee for them. Uh, is it actually in Tallahassee? Because it was a neutral site game last year. Oh, that's a good question. Click it on says it versus, and, so I would well, assume. Well, click on it and see where the game's at. Camping World Stadium, so it is neutral. That's in Orlando. But it's in Florida. It's not in. So it's basically a home game. 
Yeah, like you, you can't have LSU, these neutral but you know those LSU, you know those LSU fans, I, dude. Well, right, as well as the, Go well, was as and same can be said with the Florida State fans last year. But when it's a neutral site game in the home state of the home team, get out of here. It is a home game for Florida State, just at a different stadium. But we got some great football early on. That. A lot of people, we're gonna we're gonna find out whether Jimbo Fisher is gonna get fired by week three or not. We're gonna find out about LSU and Florida State, and we're gonna find about find out the about Clemson pretty early. State of Florida, as I said before, besides the fact that they have a discipline problem, yep. the entire state of Florida is either gonna be putting up or shutting up this year. The three big schools: Florida, yeah. Florida State, Miami. Are you, are you, is that your goal for the podcast this season, just to track the Florida schools and see if the state puts up or shuts up this year? Well, they, like you said, I think that one of the beauties about college football is you never know what storylines are going to emerge from them, right? UTSA, right. the Roadrunners, by the way, lost their fifth-year quarterback, so we don't know what they're going to do this year. Talk about a storyline. You know what I'm saying? Well, and aren't they in this fun belt now? I <laughs> We'll we'll look it up later, but like you never know what's gonna happen. Teams like Tennessee last year just come out of nowhere and just drop the balls on the face and teabag you the rest of the season. They're in the American UTSA. Yeah, because the American lost a bunch of lost Houston right. and, and Cincinnati, a, a bunch of others. So they're in a new conference. Good for them. But they're, they're, they're the storylines that come out of nowhere, and they make you happy. And Florida has been in the doghouse, been in the basement, sorry, not doghouse, the basement, since Jameis Winston, since Mr. Eating W's stolen crab legs himself yep. won the Heisman Trophy. That's a good reference. Um, thank you. And the question, it, they used... In the 90s, there was no questions that Florida and 2000s. I'm still waiting for that documentary. 20, what was it? 23? 23 arrests? Yeah, something like that. A third of the team. A third of the team was arrested for Florida during the 08-09 season. <clears throat> I'm still waiting for it. And the, the documentary, that is. That would be amazing. We should just make it ourselves. And I would... I what I would like to know is when college football is going to actually put a big time game in week zero again. Well, what is week zero? So week zero is technically Saturday, August twenty sixth. So eight twenty six. There's college. nothing. There's Hawaii Vanderbilt, San Jose State, USC, Notre Dame, Navy. Okay, that's probably the only watchable game. UMass North North. New Mexico State, Ohio, and San Diego, San Diego hey, State. This is Ohio basketball. Ohio beat Ohio beat Ohio. Ohio was the Conference USA championship. Okay. Okay. Congratulations. They're fighting Brady Hoke. So, what do you no, want? That's that's the Ball State. What? No, he coaches at San Diego State. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I'm... <laughs> but I remember from Ball years, State. I remember. Hey, be few... impressed that I remember what school he came from. That's fair. I, I I just remember a few years ago when they would put like Miami, Florida. They would put a big time game in Week Zero that made it kind of jumpstart the so, season. I I don't mean to be rude here, but they kind of do. It's just the next day. Sorry, 
Sorry, five days later. Thursday? The next week. On Thursday? The Nebraska-Minnesota game is a big game. Um, I, At least for the Big Ten. So here's the thing about Nebraska that I feel. So I feel like Nebraska. this is Nebraska's schedule. They get Minnesota, which I think is a win. They get Colorado, which is a win. Okay, so they get Dion right away, and they're going to beat Dion. Dion's going to win week That's one. That's a rivalry game for them, too. Yep. Dion's going to win week one against TCU, and yep. then... Nebraska is going to come into town and they're going to lose against Nebraska, right? Then they get they're Northern get Illinois. They're going to get Matt ruled. Yeah, that's good. Then they get Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. I think that they go three and one, four and zero. Oh. I think they're four and zero. Oh. Michigan's going to walk into their place and much like Clemson is going to kick oh, their ass. About Nebraska. I thought you were talking about Colorado. Michigan is just going to I, – I think Michigan's going to run them over because Nebraska is one of those teams where because, again, they're switching coaches, yeah, they're not prepared for the big games. They're not quite there yet. So they're going to have all this hype, especially after beating Dion in Week 2 and all that hype. Then Michigan's going to walk into their place. Blake Corm, Donovan Edwards, and Cole Cabana are going to run for 350 on them. And that defense is going to do what that defense does. Colorado, that pack, I mean, it's weak now. But if if Colorado can go TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State, then they have Oregon, USC. Uh, we'll see how good of a coach Dion is. Because Dion's going to get NFL calls. If he if because it theoretically, right? He has to be new Matt Rule, Nebraska. Probably, like you said, that's. You say that, that to me. That's probably a W. I think he's starting the season three and zero, and then walk into Oregon. I, I, Simeon, the pattern of these teams with new exciting coaches with that kind of had some hope at the end of the last season. Normally, what the pattern goes, and I'm going to educate you here before we sign off. For uh, the, Colorado didn't have hope at the end. Of okay, the that, that's they fine. But they, ha- but they have a new coach. They have all these transfers. They have the two best corners in the class <laughs> transferring in. Is They get all this hype. They win a few games at the beginning. And then the real season starts. And they get shellacked by someone. So who sure. So who on Colorado's schedule is going to shellack them? Well, the, either Oregon or USC. I, and I think it happens in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. The, that's what I'm saying. But that's also what I'm saying. Okay, so first of all, we can't. Um, it's not like he turned around Jackson State. Jackson State I mean, was a did. middle. It was, they were a middle of the table team, though. Right. They sure. were bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like he turned them around. So let's go in with a with a little with a pinch of salt. Okay. Second, if he can go three three and zero. Oh, we start to give him the side eye. If he can beat Oregon, we go, okay, they're not what they used He's to be. He's not beating Oregon. No, I think the real test for him is going to be USC. Because I think he can beat Oregon. Especially if he's 3-0, and that means the stadium's going to be packed because that's their that's their second home game. But they're, they're, they're at hyped. Oregon. I'm sorry. That was USC. I got my symbols mixed around. They're at Oregon. I, I, I don't think Oregon's as good as a team as we think. No, I, I think... Oregon's problem was they tried to throw the football too much last year when they were winning big. I think Oregon's going to come out and run the football, and I don't think that Colorado's going to be ready to be smacked in the mouth. And even if so, okay, say they get by Oregon, fine, whatever. I don't think they're beating Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. That's the question, right? 
So let's say they get smacked in the mouth and somehow they pull apart. You're going to be immediately challenging their safety, their their secondary. You have yeah. the best wide receivers and the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks, the best quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold up. That schedule isn't half bad though for Dion. We're, we're ending on this. Okay, go ahead. JJ McCarthy Heisman. Don't hate it. This has been the 4th and 1 podcast brought to you by you guys. Anchor.fm slash 4th and 1. Instagram at 4th and 1 podcast. We haven't been posting there, but please go give us a follow. I love you guys. We'll see you in two weeks again. Wash your hands. You're filthy animals. God bless. Peace out.